This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. Talking college football with my man Paul. He's everybody's man right now when he goes 2-0-1. He's 3-0-1 on the season. And, man, you hate to gripe about that one little glitch that tie, but that was a tough one on Friday night. The Illini, way more yardage, a rough call on that uh, touchdown was called back. And then at the end, Indiana gets the push uh, at, uh, you know, one to minus three against Illinois. Paul, outstanding week last week. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that was a tough one. Illinois ran the ball as as I thought they would, and that was a big part of my handicap. And, uh, you know, they lost the turnover battle, which is never a good thing. And and when they, uh, you know, had the lead late, thought we were in good position, and then Indiana drives the ball down the field and uh, scores the touchdown and, now we move to week two, so uh, we'll forget about that one and hopefully have another good week this week. Uh, did you think Old Dominion was a little bit fortunate with the turnover situations uh, late in the fourth quarter? Oh, absolutely. That was a very uh, fortunate victory for the for the Monarchs. Uh, didn't generate a whole lot of offense, but when you, you know, I think a team at home has a better opportunity to win the turnover battle, uh, all of the things being considered equal, uh, obviously Virginia Tech, playing their first game under new head coach Brent Pry, uh, first-time starting quarterback uh, at Virginia Tech anyway in Grant Wells. So a lot of new pieces there, and Wells has had a propensity for uh, turnovers throughout his college career. So, uh, you know, they won it uh, a little bit ugly, but they did get the, uh, did get the victory there. Now, it's not exactly the most traditional uh, as far as a non-conference matchup, but it was a good one in Fayetteville. Man, a lively crowd. Uh, as Arkansas holds on and covers a six, wins by seven against Cincinnati. Yeah, I thought that win was uh, fairly fortunate, too. You know, if Ben Bryant, uh, he, he had some open receivers that he missed. You know, he started at Eastern Michigan last year, but, uh, you know, hadn't played at this level per se. And uh, it was a good football game, you know, fairly clean. And, uh, you know, K.J. Jefferson's a, a great quarterback. But Arkansas, in my opinion, uh, time will tell because it's a – 12-game regular season, it's a 13-game uh, season if you reach a bowl. And the teams that we saw week one, that's not going to be the teams even that we see three weeks from now. But I think Arkansas has some uh, developing to do. They're, they're not quite the same team, I don't think, uh, at this point as they were last year. And certainly the loss of, of Burks, the wide receiver, is uh, part of that. But they're missing a few people on defense as well. So it'll be interested to, interesting to see how the Razorbacks – uh, develop and evolve throughout the 2022 season. 
Yeah, I don't think they're going to be quite as good. I think Jefferson is better, though. I mean, I love that uh, coordinator tandem uh, in Fayetteville uh, with Kendall Bryles and Barry Odom. I mean, they've done a really nice job developing quarterbacks over there. They have. I mean, that's that's a great tandem, a great staff, you know, and I've maybe said it uh, with you uh, during the summer, but when they hired Sam Pittman, you know, I was aware of him being an offensive line coach at Georgia and at Arkansas prior to that. But I thought, man, this is a power five program in the SEC. You know, can't they get a little more glitzy higher than Sam Pittman? Uh, and alas, you just look at what Pittman's done at Fayetteville. There's not a more natural fit for a head coach. And I don't know if anybody, uh, you know, since the start of 2020 has done any better of a job at a power five program than Sam Pittman. And, uh, oh man, the Utah-Florida ending was, uh, was wild. LSU-Florida State was wild to say the least and you had some great atmospheres we think about places like the swamp in death valley and tuscaloosa in uh you know in in auburn in uh, different places between the hedges uh but i mean norfolk virginia boone north carolina greenville north carolina san antonio texas those places were on fire with the atmosphere with those great games as well yeah, guys like you and I that love college football, that love the brand, I think, uh, you know, I don't want to speak for, for you, but I, I think you obviously appreciate those those group of fives uh, schools and those so-called smaller schools, especially when they get the opportunity to, to play uh, a larger school and get to play them on their home field. I mean, that's an opportunity. And to me, that's what uh, college football is all about. And I hope as, as we transition towards – uh, this newest wave of expansion. I, I hope these types of games aren't eliminated because that, that's what it is to me. That's that's the uh, that's the tradition of the sport, the regionalism, uh, and the small guy getting a shot at, uh, at Big Brother, so to speak. And, and a first for me, Paul. We've been doing this a while, but I've never had a team. My team score forty in one quarter and lose. Well, I had that one with Appalachian State. So, talk about a wild affair over there. 2-0-1 last week, 3-0-1 for the season. Let's get to your first one. We all got a little bit of a look at uh, Central Michigan against Oklahoma State. They fell behind big at 51-16. to And the nation's returning, uh, nation's re- leading ground uh, uh, gainer from a year ago, Nichols, looked like the Cowboys kind of keyed in on him. He had 26 rushes for only 72 yards. But the uh, the quarterback, Richardson, was outstanding. 424 yards, four TDs. They outscored Oklahoma State late in the third in the fourth, 28-7, to make the score 58-44. Backdooring with a t- more than a touchdown cushion. South Alabama, um, Nichols, Tim Rebo's club kind of up and down. They're down this year. They handled them easily 48-7. to The Chippewas, this is a noon Eastern kickoff on ESPN Plus or a five-point favorite at Bet Rivers, minus 108. Well, you talked about the, you know, the Oklahoma State game uh, there uh, last week. Uh, the Chippewas fall behind uh, at halftime decisively. They're down uh, – Oh, I was trying to think the score. I think it was 44-15 maybe they're trailing. And the game's pretty much decided at that point. But, uh, you know, they finished the game with a 546 to 531 total yardage advantage. You mentioned Daniel Richardson's performance in the passing game. Uh, As you said, South Alabama, uh, they took care of business with their new uh, transfer quarterback from Toledo, uh, Carter Bradley, uh, easily defeating uh, Nichols State there, 48-7. 
So you've got a Central Michigan team that played on the road and lost to a Power 5 school. They're 0-1. Now they come home. You have a South Alabama team that won at home over an outmanned FCS team. Now they go to the road. So this Central Michigan team, you know, there's no way they want to start the season uh, 0-2. A lot of technical trends here. And I use these mainly uh, as a, um, you know, I don't lean too heavily on them. But certainly, I think they have credibility in some cases. And I really like some of the trends supporting Central Michigan in this one. Under fourth-year head coach Jim McElwain, Central Michigan, 8-3 and three against the spread off a straight-up loss. The Chippewas also 7-2 and two against the spread as a home favorite under McElwain. And then you look on the other sideline, South Alabama, off their last 33 straight-up victories, 8 24 and 1 against the spread. They're also uh, only uh, 14 and 24. Their last 38 is an away underdog. You mix it all together. I think Central Michigan needs the victory. I think they're the better team here. Take Central Michigan, lay five against South Alabama. All right. The next game that we're looking at is Memphis and Navy. Uh, this one is a 3.30 Eastern kickoff on CBS Sports Channel. Uh, the total is something you want to talk about, 50-and-a-half. Uh, Memphis, uh, they had, um, what, uh, 13 first downs and only 165 yards in their loss, 49-23 to at Starkville. There was a lightning delay in the middle of that one. Navy gets beat 14-7 to against Delaware. Had a couple of key turnovers in that one. Only 17 first downs and 319 yards. So, Navy and Memphis, a, a couple of 0-1 teams here. The total is 50-and-a-half. And I'm looking at the total, as you said here, Jimmy. Since Malcolm Perry, uh, Navy's former outstanding athletic quarterback, since he left Annapolis uh, following the 2019 season, Navy's offense obviously just hasn't been the same. Uh, last year, they averaged just 20.1 points per game. The year before that, in 2020, averaged only 16.6 points per game. Then, as you referenced last week in their season opener against Delaware, Navy only scores seven points, only mustered 319 total yards, averaging just 4.2 yards per play. Uh, for kind of a little bit of reference, Delaware last year, to just kind of frame their defense, they were 5-6 and six last year. Rutgers, they played Rutgers. The Scarlet Knights, one of the more offensively challenged Power 5 teams in all of college football last year. Rutgers managed 45 points and 495 yards against Delaware. Uh, Delaware also allowed 51 points to Richmond. So the Blue Hens, their defense, not exactly going to be confused there with the 85 Bears. You look at Navy, they've scored 20 or fewer points now in 12 of their last 16 games. I think that streak goes to 13 to 17 this Saturday. I'm sort of a, a stats nerd, uh, you know, because as a handicapper, you know, that's kind of what I do. I crunch numbers. But Memphis, in their last three games against Navy, and I certainly acknowledge that Navy's option offense, it shrinks games, but Memphis has only averaged 49 plays per game on average their last three games against Navy. You're going to see about 120 plays in this game. The average college games has about 145. Take uh, Memphis and Navy to go under the total of 50 and a half. 
No doubt, snaps per game is a big uh, statistic to look at, which you're looking at, uh, because the tempos uh, vary so much, you know, from what Josh Heupel does to what, what Navy does, and no, no doubt about that. All right, your last pick of the, uh, of the week there is uh, Texas Tech is minus 2.5 over Houston in Lubbock. 4 p.m. Eastern kickoff on Fox Sports 1. Texas Tech, their tune-up game against Murray State, you know, 600 yards and 63 points. Back on the road for Houston after a triple overtime win. Come from behind, triple overtime win at uh, at UTSA where they were outgained, but um, by a lot, by over 100 yards, and down 14 late in the game, but got it into overtime. Holgerson, a little bit of a head-scratcher, elected to take the ball first in one of the overtimes. Texas Tech minus 2.5 against Houston. Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of infatuation this year, Jimmy, with the Cougars. Uh, they're currently ranked 25th in the most recent AP poll. I keep power rankings that, uh, you know, that's kind of my basis for making my numbers, obviously. I have Houston ranked number 40. Two other sources that I lean on, lean on heavily, one of those being Jeff Sagarin, they both have Houston in the high 40s entering week two. So people who keep power rankings, I think, that know the brand much lower on the Cougars uh, than many in the marketplace are. You know, I, I believe uh, people are kind of underestimating the impact of the losses that Houston suffered after the 2021 season, the graduation and so forth. They lose Logan Hall, a standout defensive end. He's the first pick of the second round uh, in last spring's uh, NFL draft. Then they lose their cornerback, uh, return man supreme Marcus Jones, who was a third-round NFL selection. Those are two impact players on that defense. They had another defensive back drafted as well. They only gave up 20.4 points per game last year. That defense is not that good this year. Meanwhile, looking at Texas Tech's opener uh, last week, a huge victory, 63-10 over FCS Murray State. One of the more significant um, happenings in that game was the fact that the Red Raiders lose their starting quarterback, Tyler Shuck, to a left shoulder injury. Uh, they say he's out at least two weeks. Sounds like he's going to be out longer than that. So in steps, sophomore Donovan Smith, he started three games last year. Frankly, I don't really see a whole lot of drop-off from Shuck to the more athletic Smith. Uh, I made this number Texas Tech minus three and a half. Uh, the Red Raiders have won nine of the last ten uh, meetings between these schools. I think they're going to make it ten out of eleven. This is the second week, all those short trips, the second week on the road for Houston. Played a long game, overtimes uh, last week. I think it all points to Texas Tech winning this game by more than a field goal Saturday on the South Plains. May have used a little bit of that emotional juice uh, as well in college football. It's what in college football and basketball when handicapping uh, that you can only be uh, that high uh, all the time. 17 straight by the Cougars in the fourth quarter uh, at San Antonio to get that went into overtime. Paul, maybe one of the reasons why Houston is a little bit overrated, and, and I like their win total over this year, it's because they don't play the best two teams in in, in, um, in the American Cincinnati or Central Florida. So when we're breaking them down, I mean, that's a, you know, maybe some of these predictions or even rankings are based on predictions and schedule-based. And let's face it, they just don't play a tough schedule. This might be the one game where they're underdogs. They could be underdogs at East Carolina, um, but uh, maybe at SMU, but it's not going to be a lot. 
if they're only two and a half at Texas Tech here. Right. Yeah, they, they do have, as far as a regular season win total, and I know you understand, you know, that that's uh, different than, than game-by-game game handicapping. Right. So, you know, certainly the regular season win total, one handicap, an individual game uh, handicapping is another handicap. And while they might go uh, over their win total, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to, uh, as you know, be the, the, the side in – in many of these games, I do think they have a very favorable schedule and they've got a lot of offensive talent. They did lose uh, their running back uh, out in McCaskill to an ACL injury in the uh, spring, and he's probably going to miss the entire season, but they're pretty deep there. So that won't hurt them a whole lot. I think that offense is still revved up, still going to be awfully good. I just have some questions about their defense and specifically in this game Saturday against Texas Tech. All right, Paul Stone started off in Dublin with the outright winner against with Northwestern. Outright winner with the Old Dominion. Arkansas covering last week as well. And a tough push late again uh, in Indiana with Illinois plus the three. 3-0 oh, and 1 on the season. This week's picks, Central Michigan minus 5. You a little uh, lighter juice at Bet Rivers at minus 108 right now. Memphis Navy under 50 and a half. And Texas Tech Minus two and a half. For Paul Stone, I'm Jimmy Ott, Sports Betters Paradise, here on the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel.